Opening take for Stephen O. Scott. What do you got? Yo, yo, yo. What the f- fuck is going on? Got a big old question. Ready for this? Hey, Josh, what's the what's the capital of motherfucking Kansas? Topeka? I think so. No, this one? wait. Wait, wait, no. No, Kansas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Idaho? <clears throat> Boise. Oh, yeah. All right. How about Missouri? Jefferson City. Damn. Give me that motherfucking Alabama. Um, Montgomery. Wait, you're actually nasty at this, huh? What the fuck? What's good? Now? What? You, didn't, you didn't believe me? This whole <laughs> pre-show thing and you didn't believe me? Oh, wait. I don't need... I, to, Kansas is hard, though. Is it Topeka? Yeah, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. Damn, yeah. Okay. What's good right. with Nebraska, though? Lincoln. Dude, act like you don't know what New Mexico's is, though. Santa Fe. Is it really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. That's, yeah. This is some impressive It's either Santa right Fe or El Paso, but... How about Oregon? El Paso is Texas, isn't it? Uh, Oregon is Portland? Or is that Salem? Oh, fuck. That one is actually kind of hard. It's either Portland or Salem. Dude. You know what, Josh? You've impressed me. We were talking pre-stream about uh, Josh is actually gonna, he's going to start doing like GeoGuessr streams because he's a geography wizard. I don't know why I didn't think much of think much of it. Like, sure, he's good at geography, but Steve just asked all his questions. I don't think I knew a single one. Josh rolled, boom, bing, bop. I mean, Come yeah, I had, to hesitate. Up, no? I had uh, to hesitate. I had to hesitate a little is bit. But... One of definitely one of my weaknesses. All right, Ellie, what's what's the motherfucking capital of Connecticut? Hartford. All right, Great job, up. Oliver. Hell yeah. I hesitated though. Wasn't <laughs> sure. Wasn't sure. How about Maine? Uh Portland. No, Augusta. Oh nice yeah. What's what is Vermont <laughs> in New Hampshire? I forgot then. Uh Vermont uh, is Montpelier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, that. Gilly. Uh, no, that's like the that most one. fun capital to say. And New Hampshire is Concord. Damn, shoddy. Yeah, dude, I'm good. I'm telling you, I you think are. I can do this GeoGuessr shit. I'm dude, but GeoGuessr, you. you're like you're using like highways as clues. That's uh, insane. Where you're okay. like, that looks like the Autobahn, and you're like, all right, northern. There's got to be got to be difficulties to it, though, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but there? there is a person in this in this in this realm right now who this exact situation happened with, Steve Scott. Sent me a text of a picture of a place in Westerly, Rhode Island one time. And I, he was like, where am I? How long did it take for me to respond, if you remember that? I, what was the situation? I actually forgot what it was. John. You were working on a road. Okay. Let's see. Like, I already, like, I, see, I'm a, like a vivid learner, dude. Like, once I look at something, I, I know it. So you were working. You were tearing up the road. It was a big job. Yes. Your, your dad that's right. Yeah, I do. Yep. Where was that? That was at the uh, the Granite Theater. Yes, it was. And, and that, I, in the driveway. You, you asked me where I, where was, you were. That was dope. And it was the worst picture in history. And I literally pinpointed it. All right. You know, I'm going to grab my phone. I'm going to find some fucking random picture. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> this is great content for the visual listeners. Fantastic right. content. Now, while he's doing that, 
Uh, we'll do SSBT Celtics minute because the Celtics are currently tied two to two game five tonight in Golden State. Um, how are we feeling? Um, I'm mainly asking Gilly, obviously, because he's the biggest Celtics fan here. But how are we feeling at the current status of the Boston Celtics? I'm you know what? I'm a little uh, I'm a little nervous. I think Tatum's going to pop off tonight, but I don't know. Last game, I really thought they had that that hurt to lose um, in a game where it felt like they had control for so much of it. Steph is Steph. Um, but I think, I think we bounce back, but still I am mildly nervous. I will say that this is every game at this point feels like the biggest um, game in like my Celtics lifetime, to be honest with you of like, Holy shit. Like this could be it. If they, if they lose this, I'm going to be sweating. Let's just say that. I think this series is going seven. I had that initial feeling as well, but I'm just going to go with a clouded Nostradamus here. Like I just got one or two games mixed up and they're still going six and they're going to win it. It's been a great series. I will say that it's, it's been fantastic a fantastic series. Fantastic. Not good for my stress levels and my blood pressure, but for entertainment, hell yeah. I, th- I think it's the most locked in I've been into a finals since I was like a heat fan and they were in it with, Back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Not that it was wins, but fuck. Yeah. So it's just crazy. Steph and Clay, I mean, Clay's turned it back on. Um, but Steph is just insane. It's just like no lead is safe. All of a sudden, it's like three possessions. It's like, oh fuck. They just scored nine points in a matter of like 45 game seconds. It's it's just nuts. The stuff that it, that dude does is ridiculous. And he's he's not He's not a young, young in terms of basketball age anymore, right? He's what, 33, I want to say? 32, 33, 34 in that age, in that, that range. That's the back nine of your basketball career, and he's still the best in the business as far as, I mean, maybe not so much anymore, but. Well, no, I, I, think, you're, I think you're right, though, because and it is crazy, too, because it's like, who knows what he's going to look like when he ages, because think about the intangibles. He's a undersized. He's not tiny, but he's not. He's got a small frame, obviously, for a point guard. He's he struggles defensively. Um, he's not super duper quick. He's just like uh, crafty. You know, yeah, but it's just crazy that he has not fallen off at all. That's that's my point. I'm not trying to knock him. It's just like damn. Like you wonder how a guy like that is going to age, and he's been fine for the most part. Obviously, he's had some injuries, but other than that, like he's made it work. He's the best ball handler. In the league, not named Kyrie, I would say too. Oh, I think that's kind of a big take, no? Because when you know, think maybe. of Steph Curry, you don't think of ball handling. All you think about is his ability to shoot. But dude, the, dude, I guess he's so casual with it. But I guess you know the ability to get your own shot goes hand in hand with being able to handle the ball, like at an elite level. So I can see where you're coming from. But when I think of like best ball handers, obviously I'm not a big NBA uh, savant these days, but. I, I don't think Steph Curry would pop in my mind if we went down the list of, you know, best ball hander, <clears throat> ball handlers right off the top of my head. Sure. Absolutely. What are you talking about? Scoot, what? Steph? I, dude, I, just, okay. I just said what I said. What do you mean? You crazy motherfucker, dude. So tell me who else is in the top of your uh, ball handling ranks right now. I don't, I don't have ranks. I'm, I couldn't name half the point guards in the league to even narrow it down. <laughs> This is why we are the leader in Rhode Island sport casting. Yeah, you can't <laughs> right get the Celtics coverage anywhere else. <laughs> this is where Chris Paul's got to be up there. He's the other one. Chris Paul, yeah. Right. Consistent. Yes, dude. Steph, though, lately, I think this is and this is coming from a guy who doesn't know shit once again, so all you were in the same boat. But I think Steph is playing the best basketball he's ever played in his career. I can't, I can't even fucking, like, fathom how – dope he is right now he's just fucking banging shots non-stop it's disgusting but also fun to watch but also not cool because it's against us and i think when steph is done wait a second uh-oh oh damn it yeah no uh, just me okay phew. well what yeah what steph's doing this series is ridiculous he's in, he's been insane uh with Without Steph, this series is over in five easy. Yeah. And I don't I think, think you can say the same about if, like, retrospectively, if, you know, the Celtics didn't have their best player in Jason Tatum, I think the Celtics still put up a really good fight. But the you you take Curry away from the Warriors. Like, Tatum's not even playing well this series, and it's still 2-2. Two to two. 
probably going to go seven. And you take away Steph Curry, though, that shit is fucking caked. On that note, this is a, a debate I saw on NBA Twitter today. Um, what's if the Warriors were to lose a series in either six or seven games to the Celtics? And again, this is just hypothetical. I'm not I'm not trying to jinx them. But and if it, it continues the way it is, would you be OK with Steph Curry winning the MV, finals MVP as the losing player? It's very rare. It, it has happened a few times. Um, but Can you give I'm just me curious. An example of when it happened. Jerry West. He's a big one. He at the hands of the Celtics, actually, back in the day. I'm trying to think of the most recent one. I really don't know. I just know Jerry West is the prototypical. Yeah, he scored like example. He wasn't was he averaging like 30 points a game or some shit like that? Crazy. And then I think the is yeah. the story that he broke the trophy in the locker room because he's so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> angry, I don't know. angry motherfucker. I think unless someone like someone on the Celtics would have to step up in these next couple games and then win. But otherwise, like if they just keep playing this pretty evenly balanced team, nobody really stands out basketball. Like if Al Horford has another big game though, you have to kind of say, okay, maybe Al Horford should get it. Or if Jason Tatum takes over these next three games and goes nuts and they win in seven, it's going to be like Jason Tatum in that point. I think it, I think it's too early to tell in the series, but right now, Steph uh, is without a doubt the, the lead runner. And if this series ended right now, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. I, I generally agree. I think it kind of, it is a weird feeling of like, wait, the finals MVP should be on the winning team, but I don't know with how, what Steph has done. I do think it, I, I wouldn't be that mad and who, who cares realistically too. You just want the ship. That'd be so crazy. That'd be so cool. I'd be fine with it, dude. Go ahead and take it. As long as we can win. Cause I got to, and you know what? I got a big take in, Feel free to refute me, but I am not feeling Tatum right now. I'm sorry. Like he just, he just like, I don't know. Like I, he when he turns it on, I'm like, oh, let's go. But the person I trust the most, th- this is the follow up take, is Jalen Brown. When I see Jalen on the ball, I feel confident and I see his confidence. But Tatum, dude, I don't know. I feel like he's trying too hard to like be great when he's just. If he just played him as himself, he'd be good. But no, I don't know if that makes any sense to you. This is going to be a weird take. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go, you go. I was going to say, this is going to be a weird take, but I I feel you with Jalen Brown. Uh I I really do. I feel like Jason Tatum's body, like, doesn't do him any justice. He almost seems, like, lanky. He almost seems, like, uncoordinated. And I don't know what it is, but and he's a great basketball player. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I almost just look at Jalen Brown as a basketball player, and he is just, like, put together. Like, his whole, like, physical regimen. True, except for dribbling, though. That's the only thing. When he puts it on the floor, you're like, eh, that's yeah, been really tough to watch he with dribbles Jalen it Brown. like, shoulder high. That dude does not a dribble. And then anytime he, like, goes to drive some, like, as long as – if there's a double – He's fucked. It's just like a loose ball, and then we're like, okay, cool. Especially Next against the, especially when they were playing the Heat. Every time we drove the ball, he turned it over. It seemed. Yeah, I, I hate it when he does that at the top of the key too. When it's just him as defender, because then it's like an easy fast break for the other team because there's no one there. At least when he's on a wing, it's like, all right, people can recover. But no, but at least it's not Al Horford. Look. I cringe every time he sprints up the court for the ball. Oh, he's still chucking, man. It. Though, good for him. I, He's doing it. He's doing it. He's a workhorse for Yo, sure. Al Horford, is he, you know, if he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame, but if he was, would he be in there with a fucking Hawks hat or a Celtics? If the Celtics win, it would be the Celtics, I think. I think he'd be, he's in the Hall of Fame, to be honest with you. I was just going to really? say, he might have yeah. a Hall of Fame type All right. career. He's well, been so, doing it for what, 12, 13 years at this point? Well, it actually, you know, yeah, because I think he was what, 08 or 09 draft? Um, but you know what? Now I'm, I'm like really confident in that because it isn't just the NBA hall of fame as well. It is basketball hall of fame. So all the shit he did at Florida, yep. they take into account. So exactly I think he's even easier because you've no got way. dudes like David West that are probably like borderline hall of famers, which is crazy. Right. Cause the NBA just like lets in way too many, um, which again, it is what it is, but yeah, I think he's in. That is kind of funny to think though. I don't think I've ever wondered about that. Why? Wow. I, I think he'd be in a Celtics uh, jersey or hat or whatever. I do. Yeah. 
Right, cool. Yeah, I think so too. Because I mean, when you look back at his Hawks career, he was fucking—he was amazing near the end. Dude, him and Paul Millsap were electric. Oh my god, Kyle Korver, Josh Smith. Who was our point guard? <laughs> um, there was a transition because it was uh Jeff Teague for a Teague. little bit. I was thinking of Teague. There was, that was when he was young. There might have been one yeah. guy before that. I kind of forget. Kyle Korver um, in his prime. Hell yeah, the Hawks team was fun, man. But they never obviously got past LeBron. They took and well, no, they never got past the Celtics too. Remember that? I think they oh, took yeah. this 08 Celtics to seven games in like the first round. I want to say it was, and it was like, oh god, like we were like the favorites, and all of a sudden it was like, oh shit, like this might not go the way we wanted. Um, but shout out to Al Horford. If the Celtics win it all, we get he gets his full contract of like thirty million dollars guaranteed for next year, which is insane. I'm no rooting, way. I'm rooting for him to win it more than anybody else on the Celtics. Hell yeah. Love a good vet that he wasn't necessarily ring chasing either because he got traded yeah. to a team that didn't have this expectation. And now he's here. Obviously, he balled out. Uh, and what was that game one? That was game one, right? Where he dropped like 30. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, that was game one on the road. Yeah. He's been, I mean, what a, what a stretch for him in the playoffs here. It's for awesome. Real. He stepped up. We have you know, uh, Ollie loves a good vet, but I love a good guest appearance out of the clear blue. And here we are with <laughs> head honcho of House Enterprise, Will Tondo coming through. What's going on, Will? What's going on, gents? Always happy to be on. And uh, I hear some Celtics talk. I'm rooting for I'm rooting for the win now. I'm bought in. I'm bought in. I'm past the Knicks bullshit. I'm done with the Warriors <laughs> dynasty. I, I'm, I'm all for a, a Boston championship. And I'm glad at least they get to come home this Thursday. Wait, what are you normally a fan of? You're not a Celtics fan? New York Knicks. What? Okay, the you're New, New York everything, right? Are you New York one? everything? New York everything. Rangers? Islanders. Oh, okay. Islanders. I was gonna say Islanders. Islanders. You're a Yankees fan, though, right? Let's go Yankees. Oh, boy. Knicks, though. <laughs> so, wait, that doesn't make any sense because, like, Islanders fans are usually Mets fans. Yeah, it's usually like. <laughs> Islanders. I respect that though. That's like the yeah. inverse of what, like, I feel like a lot of people <laughs> do the opposite where they're like, I'm a Rangers fan, but I'm a Mets fan. It's like, no, you can't the do inverse, that. The inverse, the yeah. inverse. So growing up on Long Island, rooted for the closest team. So, and couldn't get to Madison Square Garden as often, but. Nassau Coliseum. RIP. Now it's the, yeah. RIP the barn, but now it's a USB, which is super nice. Oh, nice. I is haven't it? seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it doesn't have that feel yet because it's so brand new and uh, you know, they lost like 12 straight games when it first opened up. So people kind of stand off, stand off, stand off on it, but it's a, it, they needed it. The barn, it had character, but it was, it was rinky. It was rinky. Gotcha. So Tonda, what's your, your uh, prediction for tonight? What's, what's going down? See, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be um, it's going to go to seven. So I think Warriors tonight, Celtics Thursday. I agree. Unfortunately. What's the but if, you're trying to make a sweat. That's what you're telling yeah, let's us. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like because they're in they're in California, obviously, and then they go back to Boston. Could they, you know, Celtics pull it out tonight and then lose at home? You don't want to see that. You want to win the game six at home to force the seven and not lose on your home turf. What game seven would be at home? For Boston? Sorry. No. Sorry. No. Would that be? no, no, no. But, like, if you win at home on Thursday yep. rather than lose the whole championship at the Garden, these Boston can't handle that. Would they lose game seven to the Bruins a couple years ago at home? No, game seven was in St. Louis for the Bruins. Oh, it was in St. Louis? But they were up three to two in the series, I believe, and lost at home, then lost in St. Mm. Louis. When we lost to Kobe, was that at home? I don't think so. I think that was in LA. Because I, I, I think we could have closed it out. I think we could have closed out and we didn't, right? One thing I'm sure of is that the Red Sox always close out. Right, Will? <laughs> I listen, I, I respect the rivalry and I respect the Red Sox. I'm not the the cash the, the typical Yankee fan that's you know Shannon fucked the Sox and, you know, discrediting the team. The Red Sox, even this season where it's they're you know, what, 12 games back in the uh, division right now, I still think they're a threat. Well, well 
I respect that. I when we that. came on um, your podcast, uh, when was that? Probably beginning-ish of May, right? Probably mm-hmm. about a month ago. Do you remember that I said if the Red Sox were above 500 by the end of June, I would be happy? We're in the middle of June now. We gotta... They hit it in the first week of June. So <laughs> I, think, I think Red Sox Nation is pleased where they are and uh, this bounce back that they have come. And, I mean, the Yankees are just – uh, they have 2015 Matt Carpenter out all of a sudden. I, I, it doesn't matter who they put up there at this point. It's it's insane. tough to hate him. Right. I, you got to root for the guy. <laughs> it's, I mean, the stat, he obviously hit the two home runs yesterday, but it was like seven, hit, seven hits in his 10 games. Six of them were home runs. One of them was a bunt. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I, I don't, he's only, he's legit only hitting bombs. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, they're like, not cheapos either. They're bombs. They're bombs. So I, I heard a story today about obviously he had, you know, how many great years or decent years in St. Louis, then was like slumping. Pretty much everyone was telling him to like, hey, hang up the cleats and, and be done. He got on the phone with like Joey Votto because Joey Votto last year had like an MVP caliber season. And he was just like, yeah, I just changed my swing. And Matt Carpenter bit the bullet and the Rangers AAA team, they let him loose, and the Yankees were like, fuck it, which, I mean, the Rangers probably should have kept him, honestly, especially with the universal DH and their team's struggling. They should have kept him, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hold on to him. I'm just concerned with, you know, when the team starts getting full again, will he stay? Because he's an average third – I mean, below average third baseman. We've only seen him in one game in third base this season, but, you know – rotating dh that's kind of a tough spot to be in yeah yeah he might he might be like this this little blip in the year that will look the yankees fans look back on and be like dude remember that matt carpenter time when the yankees are doing well in like august <laughs> crazy like the, like the red sox to brandon phillips a few years ago yeah he's not he, rob he, refsnyder refsnyder is here to stay i he's agree signed up to a that contract. the <laughs> prince that was promised you tweeted you guys tweeted that out yesterday i mean that catch was insane his yeah. back his bats there. And I, I still remember like there, it had to have been like 2016. It was like photo day for the Yankees with like judge and Rob Resnider. I'm like, this is the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is it. And then he's gone. I think he's, I think he's honestly been on every AL East team, except the Orioles. No way. Can you name? Um, I think there's, I think there's two players that have been on every AL East team. Do you know who they are? I know one of them. Steve Pierce. Yep. And oh, I forget the other one. He was part of a Yankees Red Sox trade. Oh, what's his phone? Kelly Johnson? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Oh shit, Kelly Johnson. I think those are the only. I'm pretty sure those are the only two. Little fun fact: Kelly Johnson did that in like two years' time too. John yeah. Olroot's close, right? Did he ever play for the Orioles? <clears throat> he's close i don't think he did the orioles though no nah. what, um, what a shame all right so so will at this point in the baseball season it's got to be world series or bust right from a yankees fans perspective yeah yeah it's one of those things where and i'm concerned that they're getting hot at the wrong time um i mean we saw it last year with the giants how many wins did they have to get bounced by the dodgers that they beat up on all season you know that's my biggest fear is they're producing way too well right now, and it's exciting to see. But, I mean, how they can't keep scoring 10-run games every week. You know, that's got to, like, fizzle out somehow. The pitchers can't be throwing eight innings, 12 strikeout games every week. Like, that's got to fizzle out somehow. Um, but, I mean, the trajectory that they're at, it's like they might win 120 games. Aaron Judge might <laughs> hit 70 home he, runs, you know? it's like it's Break a, the record. It's a stupid <laughs> number, and it's like – I like records are fine and all, but if it doesn't end with a world series, it's like, okay, this team is, this team's got to dismantle because judge will probably get paid up the wazoo somewhere. Um, he will. Yeah. What's your prediction there? What do what's your, your judge prediction? Do you think that you guys pay him whatever, no matter what? And sure. It might not be a great deal, but you're going to retain him. Or do you think you get the vibe that he might be out? I can't tell. I really can't tell because they also have this whole arbitration case in July. And yeah. I'm not sure if that's going to be like a quick, like, Hey, let's just like figure it out right now. Or he sticks to his gun where it's like, I'll listen to all the team's offers. 
He's going to get 350 plus. Oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I would think so. Absolutely. And I don't know. He's going to be like 31. I can't. Yeah. And I can't guarantee that it's from the Yankees. But I think some team out there is going to say, here the fuck you go. I don't know if he gets 350, but I do think he hits that 30 million a year. Absolutely. I think yeah. he gets that. Well, that's, that's the thing, too. It's like if I'm the Yankees and I know they won't do this, kind of follow the route with it with, about Correa. High AAV, but low years. But I and don't I think, think he'll do that. I don't think he'll do that either. Especially a season like this. That's what he is all the leverage if he keeps this up or even 80% of what he's doing right now. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And just stays healthy. That's the biggest thing, too. That, and that's the thing. I mean, the team is – yeah. Oh, sorry, Ali. I was just say, especially if he's healthy all year, uh, he's only going to get – at his age, he's, he just doesn't have that luxury of being free agent at 28 like Correa does mm-hmm. or, 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 he, or did. He's going to be 31. He's going to have one chance to get one bag. He's going to go get it. And, and just, um, just imagine if they win. I, not that I want to speak that into the universe – but like, imagine they if win. they win. He's gone. And it, yeah, gone. he's so gone. So, so yeah. gone. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And you know what though? As I will, I'm okay with that. I think the Yankees a can't afford to lose him. <laughs> I, I think the Yankees, yeah. as a fucking baseball team, he he is like the fucking successor to Jeter of like the the great player of the generation. Like Judge Judge is the fucking Yankees as far as. Are this Red Sox fans concerned? If they let him walk, then that's just the stupidest yeah. thing I've ever seen. But well, if I don't they, understand. If they win the World Series. Think about it as this, almost the same thing the Red Sox have to do. They're yeah. basically going to have to reset and tr- the Red yeah. Sox had to trade Mookie Betts. They had yeah, to trade would, you, that would you trade that 2018 World Series? No. For the world. To keep no. Mookie? No. 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 That's what I'm, and because it's like we're also like. Especially because, I mean, that year is kind of similar to the from really start to finish with like maybe one lull, just dominant, just destroyed everybody, went into the playoffs, people doubted them, people doubted the rotation, people doubted the lineup. It didn't matter. They just beat the brakes off of everybody. I mean, it's obviously very early in, in the year still, but yeah, that, that, that kind of vibe uh, is kind of there. But at the same time, like you were saying earlier, you kind of want to see the Yankees team face a little bit of adversity at some point in the year, or they're in for a wake-up call in October. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like, we appreciate it more now as we're older. Like, I mean, do you guys even think about the 2004 World Series? You know, I don't, like, I, was, I wasn't even, like, I was in my, like, early teens for 2009, but, like, I don't give a fuck. It was cool. Like, I had all the baseball cards, and Hideki Matsui was on that insane run. Like, I still remember it, but it was it was so long ago, and I was, like, I was a kid. It's not like I can go celebrate at the bar with my friends, like, and then go to the parade, like just chugging beers. It's like, you don't appreciate it. But with judge though, it's, I still don't understand why the Yankees did that. Like they made the judges chamber, which is like, they've never marketed a player so hard, like Aaron judge Mm -hmm. with any player. And Derek Jeter was the fucking captain. Like if you ask any baseball fan, it's like, who's the captain? It's like, Oh, number two, Derek Jeter, you know? And they never like, there was never, it took them years to do Monument Park. And then, like, Aaron Judge has, like, an MVP season, gets snubbed by um, Altuve. And they're like, yo, we're going to throw a judge's, judge's chamber in fucking right field and market the <laughs> hell out of it. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, it's dope, but it's like, all right, are you going to really not pay this guy? Like, they fucked up. They put themselves in this hole where it's like we're having this conversation. Can yeah. they, mm. is it like impossible that they can't afford him and give him 300 mil? Like, I, I no, think they can. They, there's no cap. They can do whatever they want. Well, they no, can do have, whatever they want. They're just they have reluctant a ton of money the, available too. Yeah, they're just reluctant on the years. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck that! I mean, if they can, if they can commit to Giancarlo and Garrett Cole, especially Garrett Cole, to that much money in that much, yeah. that much time, <laughs> you got. There's no excuse. There's like, I, I, but you kind of pick your poison though, where it's like they're already. You got what seven more years of Giancarlo after this one? You pay him through his mm. age 38 season. I think that's crazy. That is yeah, fucked up. The Stanton deal is looking like a steal now. I, no, true. It's not like the the huge albatross we thought it was maybe yeah. a year or two ago. But still, I mean, regardless, though, are you still pumped about paying him almost $30 million as he goes into his late 30s? Probably not. That's where it's no. like, I don't know. Judge is not that much younger, right? Is it just one year younger or two? Year and a half or something like that? I feel like yeah. they're close. 30? Yeah. But it's one of those things, too, where in my mind – how long will he be able to play outfield? Both of them, especially. 
Yeah, and they're like, and Stanton was like, hasn't Stanton has the luxury of like when he got here and Boone was like, oh, he can't play outfield. And it's like, I'm pretty sure he was a decent outfielder on the Marlins. Like, you know, was, don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. I was like, he was pretty good. I'm like, why are they so reluctant on this? And then it was like kind of a couple spot starts last year. And they're like, oh shit, like he can catch the ball. And I'm like, you're putting guys who have never played outfield there before, like Miguel Andujar, right? They're throwing him in left field <laughs> just to try it out because they needed guys. I'm like, pretty sure Stanton had a good seven, eight years in in Miami, in right and left field. So don't tell me he can't play because of the money aspect. And now it's like, perfect. We can put him in fucking right or left field whenever we need. More wasn't he, wasn't he one of those guys with like an absolute cannon? Like, <laughs> yeah. No. Like it was him and like Cespedes that were just launching the ball every week and throwing somebody out, uh, you know. And like, it's like, why, why were they so reluctant? And maybe it was a, hey, you're paying me this much. I'll be DH and just hammer it. I don't know if that's really John Carlo because so many times when he was struggling, he's like, I just want to be on the field and help my team. Is it good media training? Is it something in the contract? I don't know, but judge concerns me because it's like, now they're putting him in center field a little bit more stretch the legs out, like taking a couple dives, but he's healthy right now. Hopefully it stays that way. And you know, I, I care more about the bath than the defense. True. Definitely. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. You know what? Big take. Put one of them at first base. Let's go. <laughs> I knew that was coming. That's, that's where that we coming. all go. <laughs> but again, that's where they have a glut anyway, right? Where it's like you don't really have room for everybody there. You got even Donaldson in the mix now. Judge he probably tipped over. You got DJ. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a weird because like the only guy that's like consistent right now that like we know for the next few years is DJ LeMayu and Glaber. Um, but if we're talking about first base DJ, like Rizzo's on a two-year, Donaldson's done after next not year, the, right? uh, no, next I think year. We, next year, yeah. So it's like yeah. the two years, 50 million. So I I mean they have a fuck ton of catching prospects that could like one of them might switch to first base. Who knows? Bro, you don't need him. You got Jose Trevino. <laughs> hip hip Jose, man. That guy, it's like I remember when they traded, it was part of um it was Albert Abreu, who was like actually a pretty decent young reliever for him. And I'm like, who the fuck's Jose Trevino with this like 150 average? <laughs> oh, good defense. And he he can frame the pitch. And now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, he's our starting catcher. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. But that's um, like one thing. I'm not the biggest Cashman guy, but Cashman knows how to find the diamonds in the rough. He really does. He did have a pretty good offseason. Let's see how it holds up. Uh, Steve, do you want to do another link or do you guys want to yeah. call it now? I'll send it. Okay, we're going to send another link and do like another 15 minutes. Yo, yo, mid-podcast, shout out to our boy, G-fucking-baby, and most of all to my boy, Alex Fava. Listen to every fucking podcast. You are absolutely fucking insane. Shout out to anybody else who's listening to this podcast this far, because if you are, I cannot fucking believe it. Please send me a tweet and prove that you listen to this far in the podcast, because who does that? Boom. Explain to me. All right, we're back after a brief Steve talks intermission. Steve, great matchup. That shit was fire. Thanks, bro. We were just I've talking. I've never about... heard Sarah Bareilles and Little Baby in the same song, but it was damn. incredible. It was incredible, <laughs> impeccable, even. Um, we're back here. Will is still here. We have another Yankee fan here, so we have about ten or fifteen minutes to go of some shit talking. But Frankie, how nervous are you that Aaron Judge is going to leave after this year? Well, I didn't realize that we were in the middle of a podcast. I thought we were starting fresh. So hang on. Give me a No, no, he's not leaving. He's not leaving. See, you, you can tell the difference not, between no way he leaves. A, an experienced, reasonable, um, plausible, mature. Yan- mature Yankee fan, but then and then a young, in denial, uh, elite high school talent. Don't know how to lose. Do you, were, what was, how old were you during 2000, the 2009 one? Frankie, had a series? I was five. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. do you have no no recollection, or do you like loosely? I remember. I remember watching Game Six. Um, I remember. The, I remember the moment that we won, and then I remember like a couple flashes from earlier in the series. Okay. Okay. That's fair. It's about it, though. Robinson Cano is my favorite player. So wow. Pro roids, interesting take. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> one of the smoothest swings in the 2000s was Robbie Cano. Yeah, I, I was, I was heartbroken when he left, but I mean that contract didn't really 
pay off towards the end. So not mad. See, that's the thing. It's like Robinson Cano, he was younger than Judge at the time, but they didn't want to go over seven years and they didn't want to go over 150. And the Mariners took the bait. Yo, that the ground not, not pushing it the extra year and a contract's been paying off. So, Frankie, what we were saying was if the Yankees win the World Series, we're all basically in unanimous agreement that Aaron Judge is going to take a paycheck and leave. If they win, you all think he's going to leave? 100%. 100%. You think that would increase his want to leave if they won? Like, oh, I like, think that would, would be as high as it's going to get, though. Now let me go chase a bag. He's going to chase a bag because one, Someone will pay overpay for him, and two, the Yankees win the World Series, so they're like, okay, there's no need to overspend to win another World Series. We're not going to give him the extra two years that he wants. He can go get it from somewhere else. I think. Yeah, so I would do. you would you do that? You have you're talking with the baseball god right now that can rig everything the way you want. The Yankees win the World Series, however, that comes at a cost, and Aaron Jones leaves at the after the season. He's gone. What do you do? I, w- I wouldn't take it. I'd keep Judge to not win one this year. No nice. way. Whoa. So you would just suffer in October pain for the rest of Aaron Judge's. I, my all-time favorite Yankee player, I'd like for him to be a Yankee for as long as he plays. Would you be cool not winning one for the rest of his contract? If he was like – if- I knew that we were signing and we wouldn't win one if he was on the team, then I'd, then I'd be okay with winning one and letting him go. Okay. See, I'd love to ask an Angels fan the same question with Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah, true. Because it's like I, I can't confidently say that they're going to win one anytime soon. I think Angels fans want Mike Trout to win one more than just the Angels. I think so too, because I yeah. they also haven't sniffed much of anything, so that's where it's like it's not like they've tasted yeah. of like oh man, it's, we it's, so it's like the lion, it's like lion and Stafford situation. Like if Mike Trout left, they would just support him as much as when Stafford left. And to Ooh, be fair, that's good. That's a good comp. Um, it's not Darius for, Slay and Zotani. It's not for <laughs> a lack of trying on the part on behalf of the Angels. Like they spend money, they try. They, they just, do. They're, one can't develop. Not a good at it. Yeah, they can't. One, they can't develop a pitcher, and two. Whoever is head of their talent department or whatever sucks because name a free agent that worked out for them that they signed. Rendon's been okay. Rendon? He sucks. He's, no, he's been he's, okay. He's not as bad. He's been, he's been well, for the money. For the money. For he's that like contract, a, it's, all right, it's, good been segue. A, it's been a letdown. Good segue because there was a, a poll earlier on the Twitter that I, the Nationals could have signed either Rendon or Strasburg essentially for the, the money they gave up. Rendon cost less, right? What, what was his contract? Let me pull that up real quick. Um, but I think Rendon, like, that's that's a fine – sure, he hasn't been healthy the entire time, but, like – Rendon was, like, 10, 325 or something. You just – like, Oh, my God. Really? No, seven years, 245. I think that's the same exact deal as Strasburg. It's the same as like, AAV, though. Well, spoiler alert, neither of them have been good. But to the poll question, Steve, did you put this out? I did. Pat, worst con- – Worst contract for the Nationals, Patrick Corbin. 35 a year. I think it's a no-brainer. Patrick Corbin's way worse. I disagree. I think it's Strasburg. Yeah. I disagree, too. Wow. Because Strasburg has given them 30 innings since he signed that contract. He's done nothing. At least Corbin's out here eating innings. And again, that's almost – Strasburg signed after the World Series? Yeah. Yeah. So they've gotten nothing out of him. Literally nothing. Not like – not close to that. That's zilch. And he's hurt again. And they still have to pay him 35 mil for the next four seasons after this one. At least Corbin's Oof. a shorter contract, less money, and he's actually eating innings. Sure, he sucks. Don't get me wrong, but like that, he's that's pitching my take for on you. That. Yeah. I can never yeah. comprehend right. the money in starting pitching, especially because they play, you know, not even 100% of every fifth game. Let's, let's think I, Corbin kind of did help them get a ring. Like if the first year, he kind of did help them get a ring. He was so good in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like so. Yeah, he was up there in Cy he, Young. Like mm-hmm. he was up there. I bet he has a negative WAR since joining the Nationals easily. Probably. <laughs> that was that was what I was gonna say. Is the yeah, WAR Corbin, Corbin was fine. You know, he was solid that year, but he's lost it ever since. And it's almost 
the only thing it's saving them is it's letting, like you said, he's just out there eating innings so they don't have to rush up these guys like Jonah Doan that just completely stunt their development. That's really the only benefit Patrick Corbin's bringing you at this point. True. I guess the question is, do you would you rather have a guy like Strasburg who, sure, whatever he did for your franchise before is awesome. He's an icon for the franchise, et cetera. Uh, but do you just want to hold on to the hope that maybe he'll be healthy down the road? Or do you want a guy at least like he's going to be out there? He's probably going to be bad at this point, but at least he's giving you innings. That's like, that's what it boils down to for me, at least. Do you want that hope, rest, that sense of false hope? The rest shitty. The rest shitty. And Juan Soto is wasting his career there. Doesn't matter. He's not going to be a Yankee. Don't get any ideas, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> I can see in his eyes. Um, Shit, if we lose Judge and we get Soto, be my guess. I'll, I'll, I'll buy Judge's ticket to wherever he's going. I don't care. Do you think the Strasburg contract is comparable to Chris Sale's contract at all? Mm, it's disappointing as fuck, but it's a lot less. How many money. innings has Sale thrown? Well, Anyone, they no. didn't they extend him? They they signed that right after the World Series, right? Yeah. Or is it before? I think it was. Well, I think it was after. Before. Might have been before. I think it was before too. To be honest. Really. No, oh. no, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It, oh, wait, actually, no, I don't know when it was signed. The extension at least started in 2019, so it must have been before then. Are you kidding me? I think it was before. They this signed him on the World Series year? I think they signed him that winter before the World Series. The no, top. no, it's a five-year extension in March 2019, actually. Let's go so track. it was right after. So right yeah. after they won the World Series, they extended Chris Sale, and they signed Nathan Baldy back. And after the first year, you were like, wow, of all the contract was awful. And now, now it's great. It's completely, it's completely reversed. It doesn't matter. Y'all don't have a bullpen and y'all suck. Yeah. Everybody keeps saying it, yet they actually have a top 10 bullpen in the league. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah, really? Tanner Houck, your closer, your starter, your, your relief man. What is, that's, what is Tanner Houck? He's uh, Tanner Houck is Tanner Houck. Whatever. John Schreiber is John Schreiber. That's yeah. damn right, Gilly. Put some respect on <laughs> so John Schreiber. So is Tanner Crawford. Where is is James Paxton fitting in this mix? (laughs) Wherever he wants. Yeah, that fifth role, hopefully. Yep. And we get Whitlock back in the bullpen. What's his nickname? Big Maple? Big Maple. I'm pumped. I keep forgetting about him. Yeah. What's that? I keep forgetting that he's like coming. He's the cavalry (laughs) coming. Yeah. He, I mean... I wouldn't bank on it, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it one of those trades that it didn't work out. And I wish it did. He showed his moments in, in pinstripes, but you know, in a perfect world, him and Sonny Gray would be the best two, three in the fucking Yankees rotation. You know, did you see um, Chris Sale sitting 96 today? Just saying. That's pretty damn good. Now here's a big here. I don't know. We've kind of talked about this. What would your thoughts be, Red Sox fans, in the on the podcast? Don't say of it. Chris Sale coming out of the no. bullpen here. No. Yes. I don't no. Hate it. I don't yes. Hate it. No. Yeah. Why? No. back sooner, Josh. Why not? No, absolutely not. Why? Why? Why not? Because the physical exertion of being a closer, you know, he's gonna want to fucking overdo it. I didn't say it. closer. I said bullpen. It doesn't matter. It, that's what people want. That's what people want. I don't want him in the bullpen because the physical exertion it puts on those pitches. It's a limited number of pitches. Chris Sale is going to want to overdo it and he's going to hurt something else. Let him ease back in starting four innings a game and let the bullpen with Garrett Whitlock as a middle of the road guy seeing one way through the lineup. Let's just get it done and, and let's get him back into the starter role. I'm, I don't want to talk about this, this bullpen bullshit with Chris Sale. I just don't. Uh, it was great for the World Series. Max hype. Okay, but Hell no. Absolutely not. It's not what we want for Chris Sale over the next two years. Like and a, like a Severino situation. Yeah, I, it's I do not want it. No way. I mean, I guess I'm in the in in the minority here, but it, it depends on what his status is for me, at least. Like, I don't know how close he actually is to getting getting back to like being able to give you even like four or five innings. But I, I agree if it's possible in by August or like mid-August, we can get him out there for four or five innings, do the whole piggyback thing with Hauk or Whitlock. I'm, I'm in on that. I See, and I'm going to renege on my take a few weeks ago saying that I wanted Garrett Whitlock as a starter. And the reason why I said that 
was because I, he wants to be a starter for one. So to give him that time to try to work through it is, is one thing. But Garrett Whitlock, seeing multiple times through the order, is just not a good pitcher. He's just not. And I think it's solidified now. And <clears throat> to see Garrett Whitlock come in in the sixth, seventh, or eighth inning as a one-inning guy blowing absolute smoke because you can overexert those pitches a little bit more and work harder, that's what I want. That I want that lockdown six, seven, eight. And if it's seven with uh, Hauk and eight with Whitlock and nine with Strom, I'm perfectly fine with it. Strom? Yeah. Strom's nasty. Strom is ridiculous, dude. Frankie and other casual baseball fans just have this perception that the Red Sox have a bunch of weird guys back there and that the bullpen sucks. You know who sucks in the bullpen? Ryan Brazier and Sal Amora. Everybody else yeah. has been pretty Matt damn Barnes. good all year. And we Matt get Barnes Josh Taylor back. I forgot even about Josh Barnes is Taylor good. back. Like, I don't think Matt Barnes, is he, is he even on the roster right now? No, he's, he's on the IL, I think. Yeah, I think, I think, I think they fanned him. I L'd him a while ago, and he sucks. Negative one this year, 0-3 with an 8 ERA. Yeah, he's not not the not the best. Um, but, he's all our last year, Oliver. I thought he was supposed to be good. What happened? You know what? Some people can't live without Spider Tech, and he was one of them. Yeah, last year was the opposite What's day that? for the All Star game. I don't know if you remember that, Frankie. Just get all the worst guys out there. That's my Barnes man. At least at least Garrett Cole was good enough to to come back from his Spider Tech removal. Can we talk you know? about Nestor Cortez starting the All Star game? No. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I'm all Shane in McClane on Nestor Cortez. I don't Nestor care Cortez, if I'm a Red Sox fan or not. That dude Nestor is Cortez a class act. Nestor yeah. Cortez is baseball. He looks like a cartoon. It's crazy. But he's not he's the best pitcher cool. in the AL. Of course he's not. But he's hey, seven one. innings Martin of Perez. pure nails every oh, time. You know what going, to expect. I was going with McClanahan, personally. Oh, okay. so, I mean, yes. Yeah. I think they're the McClanahan. top three in the Cy Young, though. Those three. Yeah, Verlander, yeah. Oh, well, Verlander too. Yeah. Verlander is going to start it because unless he has a start close to the All Star game, he's going to start because it's Dusty Baker too. So he's going to give Verlander the ball. Where's the All Star game this year? LA. LA. Tony's going to start. I think practice. it's Dodgers hosting it though, right? Yeah, it's oh, yeah. yeah. Who's going to be in the home run derby? I can't figure this out. Hmm. I can't figure out the home Judge. run derby. Half of my not. baseball team. Alonzo, half of my Alonzo fantasy baseball team. I want, I want to see Jordan do it. Me too. That would be sick. Jordan's Jordan. I want Tommy Edmond. Well, Pete Alonso Edmund. will probably be in it for sure. Pete Alonso, he fucking loves that thing, that event. I want Goldschmidt too, dude. I, feel like I just want some weird dudes he did, he in be there. Some nice doubles. <laughs> I love to see. I love to see Schwarber. Yeah, Schwarber. Schwarber. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a good question. Since there's always someone who's like a hometown guy that does it, is that do you think do you think of any Dodgers that would do it? Mookie, Muncie, Muncie. No, Muncy. I don't think Mookie would do it. I I wish he would, but but Muncie just. Oh sucked. no! What about that? Um, Muncie's getting up. DH. Again. I bet Who's it'll the be DH like they have. I bet it'll be Will Smith. Rios. Rios. Yeah, Remember dude. That's Yap Choi, wasn't it? <laughs> As a Dodger, I believe too. DC Yap Choi. Shout out to him. He said, sure, yeah, dude, he's great. That was like an international one where they were just like, they wanted like a bunch of different countries represented. Michael Chavis? Dude, I just watched Chavis break his nose. Yeah, do you see that, Steve? I was watching that, yeah. Uh, I'm watching it, too. Jazz Jazz Chisholm? He'd be electric. Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, that would be a good one. He does like low-key hit tanks. All right. I want to get a closing big take remark, any topic related. No specific topic from each of you before we wrap it up. So, someone take it and start it off. Fire away. From the guests. Everybody. Okay. Uh, Michael Chavis has amazing hair. And uh, Yeah, he does. He does have good hair now. Yeah. Where was that when in Boston? He, he could have been a fucking lifetimer. But, okay, big take. Chavis has better hair than Benny did. Oh, oh. no. No. Yep. Come on, man. Big take. That's a that's a shot. Fire. Hey, we live we live we live for big takes. Name of the podcast, literally. All right, next. I have a Red Sox big take. Yeah, Ben Attendee comes back. Whoa! Oh, oh. I actually don't mind that at all. Trade. They go for it and they get Benny. 
Oh, they need another left-handed sub-bar hitting outfielder? Franchi is off the it's table. Just more, it's just more of a, that would energize the fan base again kind of thing. I think bringing I up Jaron Duran is a better move personally, but. True. Benny back. We don't need Duran. We got Ref Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like not even joking really that much. I'm like, no, no, but <laughs> if we're, why, why trade for Benny when you have Jackie yeah. Bradley and Jaron Duran like for left-handed corner outfielders? Well, Jackie Bradley can't hit anything. He's hitting like 360 at Fenway. What are you talking about? See? Is he actually? What? Fun fact, that's where they play half their games, Frankie. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to do that. I don't keep up with Red Sox. Ball. I, I, I've pushed the Red Sox so beneath the – swept them so beneath the rug this year, I don't pay attention to anything they do. You wonder, why, you wonder why we I can't get together to get a standing. podcast going. I see their – because doesn't put in the work. I just text. I text her and I just get no reply. And I'll get a reply on like a Tuesday night at eight o'clock that says no. <laughs> I'm or a busy man. Password. <laughs> I did say password. You didn't have the password. <laughs> what the pa- password is? Yeah, I know. Because you take the podcast. Uh, my big take golf-related PG, uh, U.S. Open this weekend in Massachusetts. I'll be there on Saturday. Um, big take is that we get – it's not really going to be a big take because it's going to happen, but these uh, LIV guys coming over are going to get the fucking shit boot out of them. Phil, you're going to get heckled. Bryson, you're going to get heckled. DJ, you're going to get heckled. He won't give a fuck, but, like, Bryson will care. Phil will care. Patrick Reed won't care, but – He didn't get suspended? So they can play in majors because the majors are not PGA tour events. So they're in the field. All of those guys are kind of not likable anyway, right? Exactly. You're starting to catch on to the type of people that are going over there. The guys that are just taking a paycheck. Everybody is trying to make it out as, um, you know, well, it's just like, they're trying to defend at the end of the day. What are, if the paychecks were the exact same, Nobody would leave. Absolutely nobody would, but it's because they're getting a uh, DJ is getting $125 million guaranteed. I think Phil got offered 200 million to go like these. What? Yeah. These, col- these college kids that are like coming in last place, they got like $6 million to go over. No and, way. And like, that's the, the lowest of the low. So that's why they're going over. Go get, go get your, your bag, whatever, do, do your thing, I guess. But they're, they're not going to be well-received here. They're not going to be well-received at any event that they come to, um, at least at least like these mainly PGA Tour events. Like when the LIV has their tour, like they do have events over here. When they have those, they'll be fine. But at these events where it's predominantly PGA Tour guys, they're going to get shit-talked, not by fans, but by other players because you saw Rory win the other day. He's taking shots all over the place at those guys. It's not going to stop. It's crazy. Like I saw this today, like Rory just won that the RBC Canadian, the top five guys, their combined purses was 3.89 million. Uh, Carl Schwartzel won the LIV tour London at 4.75. Yeah. And he, wouldn't, uh, he probably wouldn't have finished top five. He probably wouldn't have even finished top 25. The dude well, that um, came in last place in that LIV event won like 80 K and he shot a total 24 over par in his three rounds. So I can do that. Hell yeah. Literally that was dead last and he's raking in cash. They have unlimited money and like it's blood some, money now. Well, yeah, <laughs> Saudi they, Arabia, clearly they don't care. Oil money. And yeah. Blood they, money. Really. <laughs> they, there's that's one thing that will keep them around because at least for a little bit, I don't think it's going to like last like 10 years. I don't think it'll be here. Maybe I'll eat my words, but that one thing they will never run out of is resources. Um, now, I do think the PGA Tour will make some adjustments to how they do things to make it more friendly towards, you know, just the, the, the path to get to the PGA Tour because that's the biggest issue here. But long-term, that tour has unlimited money. Money will never be an issue. And like you said, that was the biggest per, the, the biggest single winnings of, in, in golf history was Charles Schwartz winning $4.7 million the other day. Fuck. Crazy. Crazy. Is it, those contracts that you mentioned before of, like, Phil getting $200 million and shit, are those – what's the duration of that contract? Is that, like – We don't really know. 
The okay. details. Yeah, it hasn't and, been released. And those those numbers aren't like really confirmed. They're kind of like leaked. Okay. So we don't know the details. Oh, I'm getting 125 million for the next X years. We don't really know. It could have been a fucking one-time fee. I I don't yeah. know. I would is think that, it's like appearance based. I'm gonna be totally honest. And then if they win, maybe I don't it's, think it's appearance based. I'm. I don't know. I don't That's know what either. I'm saying. I like, do. I do. It think could be like eight hundred thousand to appear, and then if you win, you get you're entitled to the earnings. They definitely like have to go play in a certain amount of events. Don't get me wrong. Like that. Like he can't just yeah. take that money and then not show up to the events. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know the details to it, man. I don't like the the format to that that tour. Um, I think it's stupid. It's like shotgun start team format. I think it's weird. Uh, the coverage is going to be good because they don't need to have re- commercial revenue. Like they're going to have things that are better than the PGA Tour. But I think the PGA will respond and we'll see a better PGA going forward the next couple of years. That's my, my big take. My big take is that Oliver just had such a big take that what he's drinking in his Pepsi cup is actually lean. That's my big take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, doesn't, we'll, not the we'll double cup, of, but it might be. We'll talk about the, it. Uh, was it an NBA player that just had a uh, Instagram story of him drinking lean? Yeah, Miles yep. Bridges. Hell yeah. Oh, that's stupid. He said it was pink lemonade in his defense. Did Bro, he really? in a styrofoam yeah. cup? Come on now. No, a double cup. No, I know. I With know. a blunt. <laughs> With a blunt. Yeah, and, um, I will oh, say we'll talk. I mean, we have that golf podcast to a par with my brother and one of our friends that will that we'll talk about it more on that one. But I don't want to take up too much. That was kind of a long closing take. So let's hear what the other rattle off some closing takes here from my, Gilly, Will, Josh, and Frankie. I mean, I mine one. was going to be about leave LIV. Okay, Moynihan is the new Manfred, dude. everybody hates them everybody's gonna hate them i think i think the liv is going to be the new wave of golf that's just my personal opinion and i think with the the way kids are now and the way things are presented um i think this is just going to be what golf is i don't think it's going to be the demise of the pga tour but i think it's going to take a serious chunk and i think the pga tour could be like just the next level up from college if you if you catch my drift like all these guys are going to end up being kind of in limbo oh i'm in the pga tour until i get a, an offer from liv i think that's what it's going to turn into it's going to be competitive golf all the time everybody's going to be able to play in majors that qualify same same old shit right but i just i think pga is going to be that limbo from now on i do think it's going to go the other way i think eventually the pga tour and those these uh organizations that run the majors are going to come to some sort of agreement to basically ban people from the LIV push them out to like i do think i don't think the masters will have the balls to do it but i do think like the open the u.s open and the pga championship next year and on will or maybe the year after will figure it will come to some sort of agreement that says that you know where it's pga tour corn Ferry tour european basically everything besides liv players are eligible now they didn't this year like us opens like we already extended all our invites we're not going to rescind any and that language kind of told me that next year they're going to work on something to pro- try to try to get those guys not on the list of invitees or or people that are able to qualify that's my two cents. I don't know. I could talk about this all day. I'll yeah, talk yeah. About it. It's my so bad. interesting though. No, but it, it, is. it is crazy. Even just from a sports perspective of like, you, you really, have we seen anything like this per se? Not really. I don't know. No, Maybe no. not since like the ABA NBA shit. I, I, and again, I don't even know the full story of like how that went down, but this is crazy. I, I was I hoping of, XFL I, would be this way. XFL had no money and like, yeah. I guess I don't know how soccer leagues work, but there's a bunch of different soccer leagues. So maybe, oh, yeah. maybe the relegation can, games and all that. Maybe stuff. you That's can what relate I was it to the XFL would be. Maybe the someone was champion. someone wrote an article that was like, if Russell Wilson, like who is like similar like skill and winning level as Dustin Johnson, like in terms of like you know greatest golfers and greatest quarterbacks, that if he took a monster deal to the Birmingham whatever team it is for the USFL Rail Riders, yeah. It's like if he just signs like an $80 million deal with them and it's like, oh shit, like it's not a thought like of a second league. It's kind of like 
a, a, a curiosity point where it's like, is this like what's coming? Is this what's next? Is the NFL in trouble? Yeah, like I always toyed with that fact of like a relegation game, like in soccer, where the two teams play and whoever wins gets the spot. You know what I mean? It's like the Super Bowl champion of the XFL will play the Cleveland Browns because they were the worst team in the NFL. You play a play play for a game, and then if the XFL team wins, they go to the NFL. That would be fucking wild. Sick. That would be insane. Sick. That would probably get more like viewership than the Super Bowl. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. It's like, is there a new team about to be in the NFL? Like, yeah, like I, I love that ideal. I mean, soccer already does it, like, but it's more by points. Um, like English Premier League has their subdivision and all that crap. But I think the ML MLS should do that, but that's a pod for another day. No, well, yeah, I could go on and on about yeah. that too. What yeah, what do you mean by that though? Is like the MLS like expanded too soon so now you have some teams that are like really bad no, is that why no they know, just have just like, they have a similar framework they they already do there's leagues underneath the MLS that that like what is it US something US, yeah US something and then they also uh, have like um they're starting to make like uh MLS 2 it's just like hmm. the development leagues for that but it's like a whole like we just went to like the FCC, the Cincinnati game. They spent like a billion dollars on their stadium. It's beautiful. It blows out the Bengals stadium by miles and their team isn't very good. I mean, granted, they're a new team, but I'm like, mm. okay, they're going to spend a billion dollars on a stadium. And then after a year, bottom of the table, get relegated to the USF, the US soccer league. It's like, that's a blow to the confidence and the investors are probably like, fuck now. Yeah. Right. I would love that. No, and that's what's so interesting. Compare that to the golf, where it's like you don't need that, right? Because these these courses, they're dying to be on a tour of any sort. So, right, so they're going to make the investments. It's it's just uh, it's fun to think about in terms of like what what LIV means. And again, it might be, I don't know, who knows yeah. what it will mean five years from now if it'll be still a thing. Yeah, uh, five years from now, maybe. Um, we we haven't seen anything like it because all these new leagues that try to start up, whether it be XFL, USFL, um, whatever it may be, in any other sport, yeah, they don't they have the literal this like they offer Tiger Woods north of seven hundred million dollars to go play on the LIV, and he turned it down. Like that's how much just fuck you money these guys have to throw at people. So if they have that much money to try to recruit one player, albeit the best, arguably the best golfer of all time. They just have a ridiculous amount of money. It's something we've never seen. It's something I know, so like my brother and, and Anthony, um, they think the PGA Tour is in big trouble. Um, I don't necessarily agree, but talk about if anybody wants to hear more about that, we'll talk about it more on our U.S. Open pod this week that will be uh, available tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Oh. Frankie, Will, any, any big takes to close us out here? Our big take is three words. Oh, oh, fuck you. Or that's our, that's my big take right back at you already. I feel like it's me very anti-red Celtics. <laughs> Celtics and seven. Celtics and seven, is that what you said? Oh, oh, okay. oh, oh, oh no, you I'm said so fuck him, Dilly. Come on, man. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something mean about the Red Sox. <laughs> I know. I, thought... I apologize, Frankie. Fuck the Sox. That's <laughs> technically four words. <laughs> Shove it. <laughs> I echo the Celtics and seven, but my big take after seeing uh, the video of Anthony Davis today saying he hasn't shot a basketball since April 5th, I think AD is getting traded. I think the reach, the, the, the Lakers uh, next moves of everything, they got to retool because LeBron's going to be out. He's going to go to whoever team uh, Bronny, Bronny gets drafted to uh, Russell Westbrook is some, some sad team and it'll probably be the Knicks. We'll take on that atrocious contract and bricks to the backboard. Um, but I think AD's time at the Lakers is done. That's a good take. And I think that that might be a better move than people anticipate for the Lakers. Like that's the only real asset they have, mm -hmm. right? Cause mm -hmm. LeBron, he has all the leverage. You're not going to do anything with LeBron. Um, wow. Yeah, no, I, I like that. It'll be a piston. No, I hope so for his dude. Cause doesn't care about that. Like that's crazy to me. You lost in like, I don't know. You're done April 5th and you haven't shot a basketball since. If that's I'm crazy. LeBron, I'm pissed where I'm like, that's I just crazy. committed the back night of my career to being alongside, alongside this dude. who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Especially now that like Kevin Love kind of had like a nice season. And it was always Kevin Love was like, oh, does he love basketball? Does Kyrie love basketball? It's like you got two guys that are just in it for the money and it shows. Yeah, yeah no, for real. Damn.
All right. Well, Steve ran away to probably take a shit or something, but <laughs> thank you to our two Yankee representatives tonight. First time I've probably last time we'll ever say that in a sentence, but <laughs> always good to hear different perspectives and fan fan opinions. So thanks to Will. Thanks to Frankie for coming on for a little bit, chit chatting away, go seas, go socks. And, uh, We'll be back next week with a little Epi 194 action. Thanks for having us. Peace. Let's go. Thanks, guys. Sweet. Thanks, boys. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Did he already leave? Oliver did, yeah. I I think it's it's still recording, technically. I wonder if Steve is going to cut this. Feel free to just pop off. Yeah, I think... you're hearing this record a fucking podcast with me right now god damn it stop ghosting me <laughs> i forget what the password is or else i would tell you to be honest i do remember he said a password i can't steve remember will, steve someone, will mix that in somehow watch. Someone tell me what episode to watch and i'll watch it what <laughs> episode of what the password Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> that was a couple weeks ago. I think so. I have to listen to like five podcast. or six. <laughs> New podcast. Me and Gilly. <laughs> no one All asked right. for that. They want Oliver. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll catch you. All right. Later, guys. Guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Later. Yeah, later, man. Later, Will. Later, Josh. Later. And welcome back to the one true host. Sorry about that. I had to uh, attend to some business matters, mid-pod, but your boy's back. The one your host never left. Much like my boy, Lance Legier, who I haven't shouted out yet, because I'm watching this game right now as I uh, edit this. It's 20-8, to 8, Celtics losing 2.55 left in the first quarter. And right now the vibes are a little bit off, so regardless if you're listening to this podcast or not, this this game is over so thank you from the bottom of my heart for fucking suffering through this fucking podcast like what are we doing here (laughs) like this fucking podcast is too much man g baby g baby is this close he's a very supportive friend i know he's ready to pop off and fucking jump ship so plumber radio coming soon with some more topics you know what i'm saying I gotta just drop it, dude. I've been trying to make these fucking episodes, but I'm trying to be too much of a per- perfectionist, you know? These pods, just doing our thing, whatever. Uh, yo, shout out to Frankie Engel for coming through tonight, and Will Tondo always coming through. That's our boy. Will just sees our tweet and came through. But yo, in the near future, we're gonna try to get Scooter Jeanette on. Seriously, Scooter Jeanette, second baseman for the Reds. It's in the works. But shout out to our boy Alex Fava. Absolutely tremendous shout out to our boy. Fava listens every episode all the way. Like G Baby, I always say this, you're the main the man. Fava too. How? How do you have the brain capacity to put up with this shit? Seriously, shout out to you. And shout out to James Murph. You too, bro. Always. Jake Ruth, if you still listen, please let me know. But I'm giving up. Fuck me. Go Celtics, Celtics in seven.